Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Lara May, and this is Light Body Radio. And today we have with us Ali Harwood, and we are going to talk about the foundations of true self-confidence and what all that entails and what it really means. And Ali is a holistic wellness and confident coach, and she supports shy introverted women to break free from their chronic overthinking self-judgment and all that other crap that goes on in our head that holds us back (laughs) so that they can feel at peace in their own mind and body and express their true authentic selves. So welcome, Ali. Well, hi, thank you so much for having me. So I want to get started with what your story is. How did you become an introvert expert? Mm, Yes, so it's very much related to my personal journey and experience. So, I mean, it began for me when I entered my teenage years and started to become more self-aware, started to compare myself. And um, I didn't understand what it really meant to be an introvert at that time. For me, it was just, it became clear that I was a lot more quiet and shy than other people. And, And this basically led to uh, several subconscious beliefs that I was, you know, not good enough, that my personality was not good enough and therefore I wasn't. And so I tried to compensate for that by trying to look as good as I could. Um, And that led to an eating disorder when I was 14 years old. Um, And basically just from there, I I had this very turbulent relationship with, with myself, with my body, with food and exercise. Um, and it was a very private struggle of, of you know, this kind of unworthiness and, and self-consciousness, um, not really knowing or, or feeling confident enough to share my true, you know, thoughts and feelings and kind of feeling like I needed to either um, be like others to fit in or it was just easier, easier to withdraw and be alone. Um, and... The turning point for me was came very unexpectedly in my third year of uni university when I came home um, one summer and and I read this inspiring true story about a woman who discovered that she had suppressed anger towards her dad and this really resonated with me and basically she was led to to do this uh, forgiveness process um, and I, I just knew that I had to do that for myself. So there was, there was basically a private journaling kind of forgiveness process that I did. And then the second part to that was actually having the courage to go and tell my dad, like, you know, just everything, how, I, how I'd been feeling and what I'd discovered. And, 
and that experience was like not only rekindled our relationship between me and my dad but it also had this knock-on effect positive knock-on effect of my other relationships and and it it kind of from there I entered this journey of of self-discovery and personal development and it was like you know looking back it was the first time I had this um I was kind of taking responsibility for my own well-being in in this conscious way um because that was what it was. It was, you know, first and foremost, it was like, oh, I, I want to release myself of this, you know, this suppressed anger. And, and because I know, you know, this is important to me, this, this relationship and, and, you know, how it had impacted me. So um, that was, that's basically what got, led me down um, to discover the field of coaching and um and i you know i'm very passionate about this taking a holistic approach um because you know every every area of our life is connected and and every part of our being is connected and and so then when i when i was kind of when i was doing my coaching training and we were guided to um to to decide who do we want to work with specifically that was where i also became a lot clearer on you know what it means to be an introvert um and and that was where i i kind of just put all the pieces together to of my journey and realized oh, okay so yeah this is this is who i want to support um and yeah and a big part of that is also demystifying what it means to be an introvert um because right, it right. can yeah there can be a lot of misunderstandings around that <laughs> Okay, cool. So let's go there next. What does it mean to be an introvert? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, the so the misunderstandings can be that it mean that it equals shyness or social anxiety or you know low self confidence, um, and and actually, you know, it's it's a personality type by itself, and those things are not you know they they are additional things that anyone can experience really. Um, and so, the, you know, to be an introvert is actually much more to do with um, how you process information. So they are typically we are internal processes. So we make sense of things privately and often quite deeply in our minds first. So we love to reflect and imagine and analyze and all of those things. Um, and the second part to it is is to do with how we gain and lose energy. Um, so typically introverts are more sensitive to stimuli in the environment, whether it's, you know, lots of people, noise, light, energy, movement. Um, and so, you know, we, we can still enjoy, you know, the kind of those situations, but there will be a limit um, where we need to actually recharge by having some alone time and quiet time. Um, much more often than than extroverts typically would um so yeah they're they're the kind of key parts to it mm -hmm. and so um in your on your website and in your work you talk a lot about the true self so what is the true self and how is that different than um, maybe what might be considered or labeled as like the ego or the egoic self Mm, yeah, I mean, this is a, a 
this is a, something that I'm constantly exploring more of, you know, because this it's such a, a wide <laughs> topic. Um, but I think a, a big, like a important place to start is kind of if doing that self-discovery work. So really um, looking at, you know, what are all the, the labels and the beliefs that you are currently identifying with um, and, and kind of exploring, okay, where did they come from? And, you know, it doesn't, we don't need to get too hung up on that if you don't really know where, but just, you know, exploring that and, and then coming to this realization of like, okay, do, is this a, a fact? Is it like 100% true? You know, does it represent the, the real me, the whole me? And, and from there, you know, then you, then it's coming to this realization that you actually have a choice there you know these these labels these beliefs um and and of course like our patterns our habits um you know they don't we're not limited to them as much as it can seem that way because because we come we become so used to you know this way of thinking and believing and acting but actually um you know we can actually we can tune into okay well what would you know, maybe what would my heart, um, you know, how would my heart view this or my soul or, you know, what would I, what would I truly um, love to believe instead? Um, and, and from there, it's kind of, you know, recreating your, your beliefs and your sense of self. So I think that's, that's one place to start. <laughs> Yeah, because a belief is just a thought that we keep thinking, right? Exactly. And I, and I don't think a lot of people really understand a belief as being that. And and when we just distill it down to something so simple, it's that we get to choose what we think, and therefore we should be able to also choose what we believe. Mm-hmm. And that when we're young, I mean, it's normal for us to, you know, be taught things by our parents and by society, friends and school. But I think especially too, like you alluded to earlier as an introvert, we almost take those on and maybe extroverts do too. Maybe this is one of these universal human things that we don't know any better. And so we just take them on. And then it's almost like the journey of unlearning as we become autonomous adults and then realizing, oh, just because they said that or just because they, you know, or I was told this over and over and over by society or the media doesn't necessarily make it true. And I get to decide what's true for me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I think this naturally takes us to the next um, sort of like aspect of your work, which I love. And it's also uh, my word for 2021 is awareness. And Mm -hmm. so the role that awareness plays in your work and how you work with your clients and in just this journey that you take your clients on. Mm. Yeah. So um, like I mentioned before, I love to start with this self-discovery to, to really get to know yourself. Um, And so that includes, you know, getting to know your, your needs, your preferences, your passions, your values, your strengths, your desires, 
and your areas that you'd like to heal and grow in. Um, and it's coming to this place of acceptance around that as well uh, versus, you know, resistance and judgment, because when we do that, we just kind of amplify those, you know, what the things that we are, are not liking or not fully accepting. Um, and, and from there, it's then going into yeah, the mind, all the mindset work, so the, the labels, the beliefs, um, definitely just becoming more aware of yeah, the, the nature of your mind and then um, and the power of it. And really, you know, as we were saying, like how those thoughts and beliefs can, can impact our feelings and then our actions. Um, and um, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's my thought. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I think it's just so powerful because I don't think that a lot of us really even are aware that we can give ourselves permission to ask all those mm. questions. You know, I mean, um, you know, because I think, you know, especially. Uh, I know with my clients, sometimes you ask some of those questions and they're like, oh, I don't know. No one's ever asked yeah. me that before. And it never occurred to them to ask themselves mm -hmm. that. And so I think just even just the practice of going through and creating that space for that curiosity mm -hmm. can open up so much. And when we, like you said, create the awareness and then also just give ourselves uh, permission and then come to a level of acceptance. I think that can just, and it seems so simple, but it can be such a mm -hmm. huge shift. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. And I think too, also being an introvert myself, I think your work is so powerful because it's, I feel like introverts oftentimes feel more isolated and alone just because we get in these cycles mm -hmm. And we know what makes us feel better, but then also too, sometimes that can, it can, you know, have a negative feedback loop also. Mm -hmm. And so, um, sort of like creating that camaraderie and that, su that supportive environment so that you or the client, the client knows that they have someone to talk to, they have someone to support. And I think in this crazy year that we've been through with COVID and so much, you know, isolation, because of, you know, the infectious aspect of it. But now that we've been forced into isolation, whereas introverts usually before chose isolation yeah. <laughs> in certain aspects. So have you seen that affect your clients or maybe even uh, like the world? You know, how have you seen that play out from your perspective? Um, yeah, I think if anything for, for introverts, it's, it's kind of a, a new, a new insight into the fact that um, yes, yes, we we enjoy and we need that you know alone time, but also it's so important to balance that out with the you know the social connection time. <laughs> um, I know myself from experience. I've you know I have kind of push the limits with my own, you know, alone time. And then, you know, it, it can also become um, kind of like a, 
you know, like something you get so used to or even addicted to. And then it's the thought of kind of going out and socializing and can feel a bit more daunting because you haven't, <laughs> you know, you haven't prioritized it. So I think that's, um, yeah, I think if anything, that's probably the biggest thing is, is recognizing just how important it is to, to make sure you do prioritize that, that connection. Absolutely. Um, so powerful. So what about how do uh, emotions and feelings play into this? Because I think that's something else that, you know, you sort of alluded to it earlier, like what we resist persists. And a lot of times we will go into these patterns of isolation or avoidance, or even we'll pick up things that are not good for us. Uh, because we're avoiding feeling things or acknowledging things. And so how can we do that and sort of in like the most healthy way possible so that we can keep moving forward instead of staying stuck? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's lots of different kind of uh, practices and techniques out there these days with on how to respond to your emotions. Um I think, I mean, of course, number one with everything is always that awareness of, okay, like awareness of the emotion that's arising um, as opposed to, you know, suppressing it or denying it. Um, and a process that I came up with, which is just one, one way that we can respond to, the, to our emotions is something I called like riding the wave, riding the emotional wave. Um, and so it's just starting with the that acknowledgement first of all. Okay, like all right, I'm I'm feeling this emotion, um, and maybe you know where it's located in your body if you can sense that, um, and then accepting it rather than you know judging it or resisting it, um, and and then kind of you can go on to like understanding the message behind it right because our emotions are always always telling us something um and you know that's a it's a really powerful way to to reframe how you see them instead of just thinking like oh it's you know it's a annoying thing <laughs> um you know there's if we can if we just ask that question okay like okay i'm listening i'm here what what it, what do you want to tell me you know um and then from that, you know, just coming to a place of, of gratitude and, you know, you can even, you can even kind of talk to this emotion and send, send gratitude and love to it. Um, and yeah, and then allowing it to whatever, at whatever point this comes, you know, allowing it to be expressed. Um, so whether that is through through sound or tears or you know whatever it might be just giving yourself permission to actually move that energy out of your body um, and and if I mean this this is a nice thing to do alone but if you are around other people or using your breath is always a nice um, kind of discreet way to do it where you can you know you're, you're relaxing your body and that exhale can be that kind of way to release whatever you might be feeling right with intention I assume mm -hmm. you know like yes. saying okay yeah. yeah so I'm going to intentionally allow this to release mm -hmm. 
I love too, that you brought up like, where am I feeling in my, in my body? Because I think especially too, like when it comes to, um, like a lot of my work is focused around preventing disease state manifestation. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we all realize again, like we store these emotions and these events and we store so much stuff in our body because we, we don't want to feel it. And, but ironically enough, then we end up holding on to it because it is unprocessed and then, but we're not taught how to process uh-huh. it. <laughs> so, <laughs> or we're told that, you know, like, just don't show those feelings, you know, like, so it's just so interesting that I think it's such an important practice too to start allowing yourself to tune into your body. And I know uh, you recently wrote a blog about embodiment. And so I think that would be good. And to talk a little bit more mm-hmm. too, like, what does it really, what does embodiment really mean? And, and, you know, um, is it just a matter of like allowing again, like allowing space and time to start tuning in and asking these questions and just letting whatever comes up, come up? Mm, Yeah. So embodiment to me is about being fully present in the body um, and connected to whatever you're feeling within and then authentically expressing that on the outside. So there's this kind of alignment between your inner experience and your outer expression. Um, so like an example is, you know, we, we might say like she's the embodiment of joy and it's because, you know, it's like her body language. It's like a, an energy that we can sense. You might hear it in her voice. So there's this kind of complete, you know, um, alignment, which is, not always what we do in our daily life because we can be um you know kind of you know like we said so we can suppress how we actually feel or hide how we how we really feel um and so there's a as a misalignment right whether however we try to cover it up um and so yeah embodiment is is so basically we can I've I recently became an embodied dance facilitator and and through that practice it's a way to practice the embodiment so it's like you can either tune in to connect to your body and your feelings that maybe you did suppress in order to release them or you can also um, you know connect to the feelings you would you want to call in and embody and and like, you know, there's, there's different ways that we can, we can call in a feeling and it can be through, you know, through affirmations and visualization. And then of course, movement, dance, music, breath, sound, all of these kind of ways to, to invite a feeling within us. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that because I think also too, it, it, really comes back to being intentional Mm. and, uh, and just creating the practice of, of showing up intentionally for yourself in your life. And so whether that's okay, I want to embody more of self-confidence, you know, what does that look like and what will that look like for me? And so, um, what is there, 
do you, do you feel like that's sort of a, like sort of a, like a stepwise process for each person, or do you feel like each person has a little different, um, approach when it comes to like figuring out this whole self-confidence thing? Um, I mean, so in my, in my signature program, my one-to-one program, I put together these six core steps that reflect my own personal journey. And mm-hmm. that's where, that's where I've, um, where I take this holistic approach. Um, so, you know, I've, I believe that that's a, you know, a very helpful structure, of course. Yeah, but like a framework. Yeah, a framework, exactly. Um, and, and I think it's important if, if anything, you know, the, the setting the foundations at the beginning, which for me is, is this kind of releasing the suppressed emotions, kind of letting go of the past or, or yeah, whatever you're holding on to. Then it's the, the self-discovery mindset reprogramming. Um, and, um, and then it's like this, it's a journey of embodying what I call your, your empowered self. So, you, so it's connecting to her and what does she believe and how does she see the world and, and everything about her. And, and taking from that point to, you know, on a, on a daily basis, like just, just basically choosing to, to align with, with her, mm-hmm. <laughs> as in, which you can do in, in, you know, every moment that you, that you're aware and every moment that you choose to. Um, so, and, and a big part of that is, is, you know, having this um, choosing self-love and self-compassion and so they are kind of, that's what I see as the foundation. And then, um, then it becomes more of like, you know, learning uh, how to own your voice around uh, other people. Because, you know, we can learn these kind of surface tips um, on, on how to feel more confident around people. But I feel like that, that foundational work is really is really key to Mm -hmm. to establish that first. Interesting that you brought up owning your own voice. I like Mm. that. So do you, um, do you find that introverts don't maybe like speak their truth or, you know, um, or maybe don't express themselves as much? Yeah. I mean, I think because of it being internal processes and um, typically needing a a bit more time to think and process before we speak. um, Yeah. It it can be, I'm not going to say everyone is like that, but it can be, I think we are more prone to, Mm -hmm. um, to having that kind of, you know, holding back, especially in, a, in, for example, a group situation where it can be difficult for introverts to actually, you know, say what they want to say in the, where, where there is an, a gap <laughs> because mm-hmm. people could be talking and, and before you know it, topic has changed. And um, so, yeah, I think, I think they can be more prone to it. Definitely. It's so interesting. I love it. It's just <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, what, what's the biggest area that you're most curious about lately with your work? Like, where are you like doing more research or, or where do you see this work evolving? 
Yeah, for me, I've been um, really diving into, well, definitely spirituality and law of attraction and manifestation. That's been a, that's been going on for a few, quite a few months now. Um, but the most recent thing is actually purpose. So, and that, that can be another, you know, a topic that's quite like ambiguous. Um, so I've been, yeah, just researching all the different kind of perspectives of what purpose means. And it's something that, that's, that's very meaningful to me. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm considering maybe creating a program, but on, for that by itself. Okay. Cause I noticed yeah, on your, you do talk a lot about purpose and mm. the different things on your, so what have you come up with so far? Like, what does it mean to you at this moment? <laughs> yeah. So I think the biggest thing is that it's, it's not tied to one specific thing um, that you do, like, you know, like your job. So it's more of a, like the way you do it, like a way of being and, um, and also the, the intention, the why behind it. So um, I think it's a, yeah, it's a way of being that's, that's in alignment with um, your, your truth and your passions and your values. So that's where that self-discovery work is so important to kind of um, see where there's these common themes that are coming up mm-hmm. within, within, a, with, across all of those parts of you um to to then yeah just kind of explore what like and also uh, your your strengths and your gifts as well I think so I, I feel like putting it together your purpose is something that you can offer to the world in whatever way it is that's that that is uh, comes naturally and it's it's kind of enjoyable for you so it's using your gifts in that way. Right. And I think that could, that could be so many different things. And I, I think you brought up a good point that I think well, when people hear that word purpose, they're like, oh, it must just be like what I do for work. Hmm. And it's like, well, it can include that, but it's really like, how do you show up? How do you raise your children? How do you, you know, respond to your friends and your family and coworkers in a time of hmm. challenge? And, you know, because everything obviously is not hunky dory all the time. And I feel like what really defines us probably more than anything else is how we show up when things are challenging. And, you know, do we revert back to the self-judgment or judgment of others or the reactivity, or do we show up with like a calm acceptance or like loving kindness, compassion, you know, all of these different things. And, and or the way, the way we show up, how it creates space for others so that maybe they feel safe to be vulnerable or, you know, um, and so many different things, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I and I that. think, I think the more I'm like exploring it, this, this kind of expression of aligning with your purpose, it actually ties very, it's very connected to the um you know aligning with your empowered self which is the work I'm already doing um because I mean I really I see your empowered self as this healthy integration of your human self and your spiritual self so this kind of this mind body soul 
um, integration where you know each one is is heard and respected and they're kind of working together in harmony and so I, yeah I feel like it's very connected <laughs> yeah because you know uh, you know as we go along we're gonna have emotions and feelings and being aware of those and allowing ourselves to feel them and then but allowing them also to move through us and so we learn to not let them get stuck again you know, mm-hmm. like a, a previous pattern possibly. And mm-hmm. so I think, and, or like you said, like ask, having that internal dialogue with yourself, oh, this emotion is coming up. What is it trying to tell me? Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm sure as all of those of us that are students of the law of attraction, you know, you know, the emotions, they're, they're uh, our internal guidance system as mm-hmm. you know, Abraham Hicks likes to say. So. Yes. <laughs> Love Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel like that it's the, our emotions really aren't given that much credence in terms of when we're being raised as children, we're just told, you know, like these are the social norms and the, this is how you need to behave and don't show your emotions or, you know, or only in these certain circumstances, is it, is it okay to show these certain emotions? Yes. And there's just so many, and that's because we are infinite beings. And so there should be an infinite amount of emotions too. And that's okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. And just knowing that we we are all we can all experience the whole spectrum of emotions like we do, you know, even though it might not seem that way. Yeah, yeah. And you would think that that would allow us to be more compassionate towards mm-hmm. other humans, knowing that, oh, they're obviously feeling some really strong emotions. I know I have felt really strong emotions at other times, you know, but instead mm-hmm. we're, you know, I guess we judge how they take action on those emotions mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for, be- for better or for worse, you know? Yeah. It's something that I like, I would love that. And along with everything else that we've just talked about to be in the school curriculum, you know? Yeah. I, know, I, I feel like percolating. <laughs> it's going to come together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, tell me how, or tell us how, uh, how uh, people can find you. Yeah. So you can visit my, my website at wellnesswithali.com and that's A-L-I-E. I'm also on Instagram at wellnesswithali and um, my Facebook is Ali Harwood. And I also have a private Facebook group, which is the Confident Introvert Tribe. Okay, very cool. And I'll, I'll link all these to the show notes page. Mm-hmm. And so just to sort of sum everything up, and is there, um, and let's leave maybe them like a tool to, or like a practice maybe that they can implement and, and take home with them today. Um, what would you say, like a good place to just like start a a core foundation? Mm. Um, I think it would have to be the the Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-discovery. If you haven't, if you haven't given yourself that permission, especially, you know, we, we, we all say, Oh no, I'm too busy for, for that. You know, something that, um, or maybe you think you already know the answers, but actually, you know, it takes some, you need, you need to create that space and that time and, and set the tone, you know, like maybe you put some music on, um, you know, just make it a kind of nice experience. Um, and yeah, and just 
maybe you uh, find some journal prompts and just exploring, you know, what are the things that feel true for you at this stage of your life? And knowing that some of those things may reflect like your true essence and some of them might change. And that's, you know, totally okay because we are multifaceted, right. <laughs> ever evolving. Because it's okay for us to be like, you know what? I don't like that or I don't need that anymore and I can release it or I want to change this aspect about myself. Yes. And like that's so powerful that we can make that choice knowing that with nothing's ever stuck in stone. Uh, only if we choose it to be, you know, the only thing constant on this in this realm is change really. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) um, and there's also a free guide on your website too. Mm -hmm. Um, There's two now. (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. Tell us about those. Yeah. So there's the confident introverts pathway and that's, um, basically going from shy and insecure to confident and empowered. So that's actually going through the, the, the six core areas that are in my signature program. Um, And this actually includes some journal prompts basically to explore each area and just to gauge where you're at in that that area. Um, And the second one is mindset mastery. So there's 12 mindset shifts and practices to to help you adopt a, a more empowered mindset. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything that we haven't discussed that you have a burning desire to bring forward before <laughs> we finish up? <laughs> um, I mean, I think I may have touched on it before, but it's this, you know, once you've done the foundational work or alongside it is another key part is, is taking the consistent baby steps, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it can feel like a very daunting thing to, if you, if you feel far away from where you want to be and the person you want to be, that can feel quite like, oh, I can't possibly change that much. But it's the transformation really lies in those consistent baby steps and those consistent changes that you choose to make um, on a daily basis. Yes, yes. Because it's not about how perfect we are. It's just how quickly we come back to that awareness and that intention and yeah. just like the redirect, like, oh, yes, that really irritated me in traffic, but that's okay. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm going to, I can release it, let it go, not take it with me throughout the whole day and stew on it, <laughs> for example. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just again, always how quickly we come back. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's not about be- becoming this perfect human being. <laughs> yeah no I think that's important to point out and I do feel like this is a a good place to like for us to end up because we've talked about the self-compassion and acceptance but with the what so that what is the aspiration well the aspiration like you said is to be balanced to be aware to be embodied and and that means that you know we're human and we're imperfect but we have Mm -hmm. this infinite potential to, you know, for happiness and joy and expansion. And so it's Mm -hmm. just constantly sort of taking, you know, some steps forward and then maybe we take a step back, but then we come back, you know, recenter ourselves and keep taking those steps forward and just loving our imperfections. Mm -hmm. Well said. (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to uh, have it chatting with you more as your programs evolve. I can't wait to see what unfolds next. And uh, we will uh, chat with Ali again. Thank you. Thank you.